Hello, everyone, and welcome to an episode of YPA. Young people ask. We know it has been a while, and uh, to our our few followers here, we've probably talked to you in person way more than what you heard over <laughs> a podcast, on Padre. <laughs> yes, but you know, it's so happy. It's so nice to see to to be with you and to see you. My goodness, see like how out of touch you know and rusty uh, I got after all this. But we missed you guys, and uh, sorry we have been away. But it's because we've been preparing a lot of good things for you guys. And today we have like an amazing topic because uh, I was just uh, talking to Edgar, and he was talking about this and we will delve into what the congregations mm. and the religious priests and sisters and uh, brothers and diocesan priests and what's up with all that yeah well you know some of you have we've had this conversation before and this question has been submitted to us what is the deal between orders and specifically diocesan priests right mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of a lot of things going on and some have maybe have never even thought about that so we're going to dive a little bit deeper with an order priest here in front of me oh Father right Byron, who's it who's, oh. a, <laughs> who's a, a claritian missionary right and so what does that mean and we know that's just an order that's recognized by the vatican and some of you as we this semester we already started our our college student dinners Uh, we had a special guest about two weeks ago, uh, and that was a pretty baby, brand new order recognized by the Vatican barely in 2019. And that's, that's right. different than what diocesan priests, that maybe a priest in your local church, does and is and how their whole makeup is. So we'll dive into that and take a look at that. Uh, first, Father Byron, let's talk about you and and what the Claritians do, kind of Real quick, one-minute introduction to what sure. the Claritians are and, and where you are in that. Sure. Uh, we are a um, religious congregation or a religious order founded by, by St. Anthony Claret in 1849. And uh, what St. Anthony Claret wanted to do, he wanted to preach the gospel using all ways possible. All means possible, you know, and uh, uh, everywhere. St. Anthony Claret would say, my spirit is for the whole world, you know, so I want to do everything that I can, you know, so he was the ultimate, you know, energizer bunny when it came down to evangelization. Mm -hmm. So what we do, um, there is 3,000 of us around the world in 65 countries, and uh, what we do is basically try to do that, you know, just take the gospel and uh, uh, share it, you know, using all means possible. And here in the U.S., we have been here since 19, oh my goodness, 1920, give or take, you know, because there's two groups, one group that came to California and another, well, to Texas, actually, and the other one went to Chicago, so um, mm -hmm. San Antonio and Chicago. And uh, they kind of grew together, you know, like uh, on both sides of the country. And um, some of the things that we do here, there is 140 of us here in the U.S. and Canada. And um, we are here in the U.S. We are present in eight states. And we have, uh, we try to be faithful to that dream of our founders in Anthony Claret, which is like how we can preach the gospel using all means possible. So we do it through parish ministry, campus ministry, publications. We have a radio station. We have a Bible school, um, uh, uh, chaplaincies. So we try to, to, to do that, you know, hopefully trying to fulfill through our lives the dream of uh, our founder. So rapid fire questions, okay? Mm -hmm. Are you a priest within the diocese that's recognized in the Vatican, mm -hmm. the Catholic Church? We are a Roman Catholic uh, religious congregation, okay. just as valid as the priesthood of the one who calls us, Jesus Christ. Are you tied to any church or bishop? No. 
and yes. <laughs> and that's so, it for our show today. Yeah, that's it very much. You, you guys figure it out, okay? And you let me know. So we um, are tied and we are incarnated. That's the word that not to a diocese, but to our religious congregation. So we become Claritians the day that we do our permanent, I mean, our final vows when we profess to be Claritians forever. And the Franciscans, the Jesuits, the Dominicans, any religious order, order does the same. So unlike the diocesan priests, you know, who get incarnated into a diocese, our congregation is, since it's, it's in 65 countries, we get incarnated into the congregation, into the charism, what gives life to our congregation. And from there, we have to go to a place and whatever place we go to work in the world, in ministry, there's, there has to be a diocese. So basically what we do is like we um, ask permission to the local bishop to minister in the diocese, but we actually answer to our provincial, you know, to our, our, our congregation and not the bishop. But the bishop has power to uh, let us work, don't let us work, or um, whatever he wants. <laughs> Can we say we is it. it equivalent to a regional manager? Pretty much, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so is there, um, how, how does the order function internally? Right, you say you yeah. you answer to whoever oversees yeah. your order yeah. in the U.S. and Canada, right? Yes. Uh, so what what ties you to them, right? So you and Father Paul are yeah. here at the Newman Center, yeah. but there's also Claritian Parish. That's a, a parish run by the Claritians, yeah. right here in Fresno, yeah. California. Yeah. Uh, how are you all in community? Do you guys get together? Do you guys? are in constant communication with the bigger order and where is the head of the order here in the US and Canada? Exactly. Thank you. Well, that's a great question, you know, in, in a minute. Well, we'll do our best. <laughs> so basically, uh, just like you were talking about regional managing, you know, um, uh, the whole congregation has a central general government, which is located in Rome. It's called the Curia, you know, the Curia Generalitia. And um, we have our superior general who basically he is the superior to all of us and then the global uh, the global clerations to the three thousand of us and then the congregation is broken down into provinces um aka countries you know mm -hmm. so like we are the u.s canada province so basically uh we are one chunk so to say like it's kind mm -hmm. of a diocese in a way you know of the congregation and that uh each province has uh, a provincial superior who um, is basically uh, the one that, you know, guides us, you know, for every six years. And then uh, that's on the, uh, on the provincial level. And then we, get, we, we break down into local communities. Like, for instance, in the U.S. and Canada, we have a community in Montreal, you know, Canada. We have a community in Fresno, California. So each community, each small community has also a local superior. Mm. Like, uh, uh, and in this case, it's, it's Father uh, Paul. He is our local superior oh. here for all the Claritians in the area here. And now as Claritians, you know, it doesn't mean that, you know, we're just like thrown into ministry, but there are so many things that we have to do, you know, just like we do our work in the ministry, in the parish, in the Newman Center, in all the radio and all these places. Um, we also have like internal things that we have to do. It's like I just had a meeting today with uh, uh, the general government uh, because we have a, a global, a worldwide youth program. So uh, I, they asked me to do a presentation of, you know, how that, that global program is taking place here in Fresno, mm. you know. Uh, and then we come together every day. We have to pray together. All the people who live in the same place, mm. you know, all the clericians, we read about our founder. You know, we read the constitutions. We always get like 
information about the congregation. Like, for instance, last uh, week, all the, the representatives from the Clarisians around the world met in person with Pope Francis, you know. Uh, they got to shake hands with him, you know, and uh, he actually told us something very beautiful. He said to all the Clarisians out there, and considering that he, when he was in Argentina, when he was the, uh, the cardinal there, the archbishop, you know, he, uh, his best friends, priest friends, were Clarisians. You know, because they will be the ones going to the slums in Buenos Aires to work with the people, you know, that no one else wanted to work mm -hmm. with. And his books actually were published in our publishing, you know, ministry, yeah, cool. you know, so, so that's nice. I mean, I guess we make some money out of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we got that wisdom because there is so much wisdom and joy in what he writes. So um, he said something interesting to us, to all clericians. He said, don't forget to adore. Don't forget to be in touch with Christ. And then he says, don't forget to contemplate, contemplate the people you're working with. Mm. Get to know them, know their stories, walk with them, because that's when church, you know, comes to happen. So it was very beautiful. So, yeah, uh, that's how we're structured, you know, like we're like a whole con worldwide congregation. We're breaking down into provinces and each province has like um, small communities. In there as well. Yeah. So... Is that basically how all other orders function? Yes, That's pretty much. Yeah, right? this is the answer to because this is the model of um, religious communities. And, you know, maybe uh, we can think about the times of Jesus. You know, I mean, if you really think about Jesus Christ and his disciples, they kind of were a religious community. You know, mm -hmm. they live together. They pray together. They have a common purse. You know, they had like a. I guess it was Judas, you know, who was the treasurer and he actually managed all the accounts, you know, for uh, everything that that little community was doing, you know. Um, and uh, uh, by the time Jesus, uh, historically speaking, by the time Jesus resurrects, um, there was a, a, already this thrust among people of wanting to leave the city and just kind of live separated and share everything in common, you know, mm -hmm. in a way learning this model from Jesus and the disciples. Uh, while that was happening, so we talk about the uh, Essene community, you know, the thanks to whom we have the Dead Sea Scrolls, you know, uh, oh, yeah. and those parchments of the Bible. So um, uh, certainly they weren't Christians, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which is interesting because the scriptures that we find, I mean, lots of them are Christian scriptures, you know, so, um, um, and, and that's beautiful, but as such, you know, with the desert, the desert fathers, you know, we start seeing things in, in the year 400, when we get like this first monk, you know, monasteries, monk communities, just going into the desert and just living there and sharing everything in common, reading the Bible, praying together and working for their own food, you know, so religious life is being as old as Christianity in a way. You know, and uh, uh, when, and you know, like when the church was very young, you know, like we're talking about the year 40, 60, you know, it was still trying to figure out, you know, how to, how to listen to the spirit that God left, you know, through the Holy Spirit to, to the apostles. Um, uh, deacons were very important, you know, mm -hmm. bishops were very important. And somehow, like in that period of time, um, the priesthood emerges, you know, and I guess that will be to me like the, the beginning of the diocesan priesthood as such, you mm -hmm. know, and a few hundred years later, that's when, you know, these, these, these communities uh, that come together to the desert to, uh, or to live apart uh, from, separated from the world, so to quote unquote, you know, yeah. although that it's impossible, impossible, mm -hmm. you know, um, they also noticed that they needed um, to have the Eucharist. 
So it's just like, well, you know, we might as well, you know, send someone to whatever form of seminary they had back then, you know. Maybe send to a bishop and ask the bishop to ordain them to, you know, lay hands on them and make them priests so they can celebrate the sacraments. Mm -hmm. So, but then what the church teaches about religious communities is that religious communities are a gift from God, from the Holy Spirit, to meet a church need. And uh, so that's why you see like there is like a whole, a gazillion, you know, a bunch of religious yeah, communities. So it's like, and, like I, I don't know if somebody actually has sat down and just investigated how many because they keep popping up, you know, some, people, some <laughs> get, ones, keep disappearing, yeah. you know, and then you have the classic ones. Well, we know? get that booklet. I think every church gets a booklet of a directory of all religious orders. Oh, yes. That are, that are, the guess, thickest book I've ever yeah, seen. Recognized, <laughs> uh, which is really interesting. Now, yeah. these religious orders, the Claritians, uh, Jesuits, the Dominicans, all on and on. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them have uh, uh, nuns or sisters, an order for, for women. Exactly. Do Claritians have an order for women? Yes, uh, actually we have three of them. You oh, know, wow. uh, We have the Claritian sisters that were founded also by St. Anthony Claret and um, uh, Blessed Antonia Paris, like in Spain. We also have the Cordimerian sisters who were founded uh, in Mexico. And we also have, a, um, oh my goodness, the... There's a community in Brazil as well, <laughs> but they are like Claritians as well, and, and, and we're doing well with that. But what I want to say with, like, why do we have religious communities and why we have congregations? Again, uh, going back to, um, to what happens in the church, like, you know, the Franciscans, who doesn't know the Franciscans mm -hmm. and everybody loves them, you know, they emerged at a point in which the poor, well, as always, most, more or less, like, were being like, were seen as nothing next to nothing, mm. you know, and this, um, and then, you know, somehow there is this trust with St. Francis of Assisi that dignifies poverty. And that's why Fr St. Francis, you know, Francis of Assisi, he being a rich man, you know, he gives everything up, you know, to actually show that there's nothing wrong with being poor mm. and that you can attain holiness, you know, and, and, and you don't lose your, your dignity because you are poor. You know, and then you just move down through history. Then you see uh, um, that a lot of people didn't know um, the scriptures, you know, and the preaching was kind of kind of winding down a little bit. So um, St. Dominic, you know, and, 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 and Thomas Aquinas, you know, they, 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 there's this trust of, well, we're going to, uh, we need preachers. So let's have a congregation that basically dedicates to uh, um, themselves to preaching. Exactly, yeah. you know, how, from like how to speak, you know, as to like how to deal with the Bible, how to study it. Um, then you think of, um, uh, you know, the uh, Reformation, you know, and the Reformation when uh, you had to understand the faith and the Jesuits emerged, you know, to, 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 to help us understand, you know, the richness of the Catholic Church. And then, you know, uh, you have you cannot miss the industrial revolution the 1800s mm. when basically you know uh, you had the french revolution you had like people migrating from the fields and basically nobody was taking care about the faith anymore and people were becoming atheists you know and uh, and the church was kind of struggling a lot and that's when this new 
gift emerges in the church that's called the apostolic congregations, the apostolic religious orders. And we are one of those, mm. you know. So, and that's why by nature, uh, we are not monastic. We are both apostolic and contemplative. We have to pray hard so that we can work hard, hard. and play hard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Video games. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's why you have like these young congregations like the, the Claritians, you have like the missionaries of the Sacred Heart, the priests of the Sacred Heart, you have, um, um, uh, you name it, like a, a lot of young congregations that emerged in that time. How neat to see that history, uh, that, that the church uh, comes to the needs of the people during that yes. time in history. And there's a word for it, it's called charism. So charism is, charism means gift, you know, and, and, and it's a gift that the Holy Spirit provides to the church so that we can attest, you know, we can um, meet people's needs. If I can just do an example, like um, here at the Newman Center at, um, um, in Fresno, uh, we're gonna start soon a, a bilingual mass. And that bilingual mass basically emerges because a lot of um, young people who are fully bilingual, I've been witnessing that, Edgar, how they've been pestering you. <laughs> and I'm like pinching you, it's like, when are we having bilingual mass? When are we yeah. having bilingual mass? That is a need, you know? So. Um, you know, so you got together some people and now it's going to happen, you know. Yeah. So I think the Holy Spirit also sees something that's needed and provides that kind of... moves. Exactly. Right? It moves yeah. in there. And uh, people respond. What's the, the biggest thing, I, I think me personally, mm. is always where, how did you know you were called to the order, to the community life, mm -hmm. rather than diocesan life? Uh, and I, I, let's, let's put the disclaimer there. One is not better than the other. No, you know, they complement each other. They complement each other and mm -hmm. they serve, and they serve just the same way, right? Yeah. To, to love and, and to preach yes. right? and, and to, yes. to, to evangelize. Yeah. Well, we all, we're all called to that, right? Yes. So, but for you personally, what, what called you to the order mm -hmm. uh, rather than diocesan? Yeah, um, you know, there was, um, there was something, uh, I was having a conversation with a young adult um, two weeks ago, and he is really like wondering what to do with his life. He's like, I don't know, you know, but he was looking at religious communities. He knows that he doesn't want to be a diocesan priest because he doesn't want to be alone. The thing about religious communities is like, you know, you always live with someone. It's you community. Know? It's sure, community, yeah. yeah. So, which, you know, if you're, a, if you're a long ranger, maybe you just want to be on your own, you know? Mm. But, um, he, but then he started going by each community that he knew and he would always say like, yeah, well, you know, but they are kind of, you know, they are not that fun. They are too serious. <laughs> they are too, too lax, you know, you name it. So I looked at him and I said, well, I think maybe we should change the approach. And what really happens is like, you don't look at the community, but you look at what is the reason of existence of the community. What's the charism of the community? Mm -hmm. You know, if it's preaching, if it's uh, helping uh, the unborn children, if it's um, uh, creating hospitals like the sisters, the sisters of St. Joseph, St. Mm -hmm. Agnes, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, so then you basically have to tune your heart to the charism and, 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 and what the congregation does. And I think that's a starting point. And in order to do that, you have to really know yourself. Yeah. What is it that, you know, gives me joy? What is it that I'm good at? What is it that, uh, you know, I feel like my life makes sense? Well, that's the know, discernment part, right? Exactly. Everyone's called, not just for religious life or religious oh, vows, yeah. right? In life in general, we must discern. To get really your major. You know, in, yeah, especially in, in, for young people in, in school. Yeah. Uh, and even beyond, thinking mm -hmm. about marriage or the single life or in this, you know, in this case, you know, thinking about vocations within the, mm. the religious yeah. life. 
or any anything major decision, right? We are called to discern, to look internally for who we are, both yes. good and bad. Yes. Because then yes. truly we can get to know each other there. But the whole point is to find our charism. Yes. Right? The gifts that we have. Exactly. And I, and I think that's the point of orders, yes. is where do my gifts complement exactly. orders, right? Or what they can be way. nourished and they can be used, you know, yeah. for good. Because, I mean, if you don't like to preach... And then you will join the, the, the Dominican preachers. Yeah. Chances are like you're going to be miserable all day, you know, <laughs> in our life, you know. But if you like to uh, um, really like go on uh, setting up like, you know, uh, water wells in Africa, well, you maybe want to go with the Marinol Fathers, you mm-hmm. know, that they do that. You know, that's the, the ministry. Or if you, are, if you like a like, rural life, you know, in, in, in the Midwest, you're going to go with the Glen Mary missionaries, you know, priests and, and, and brothers. Is that neat? Mm-hmm. Look, at, look at the orders. Look them up. Do a Google search. Yeah. And then you'll, you'll find all the orders. They're really neat. I think one thing that's happening mm-hmm. uh, probably within the last, well, that I've been aware of the last mm-hmm. decade or so is the lay association yeah. with these orders now. Mm-hmm. With, for lay people. Lay people are, are non-religious uh, people. Right. Is that, the, is that a fair Yeah, I mean, it's like not, yeah, 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 you're right. It's like non in, religious in the sense of being like a canonically yeah. recognized uh, uh, congregation. You didn't take a final vow mm. you know, or anything yeah. like that. You're not called to the religious life as a priest or yeah. a nun. You keep living your life. You're, yeah, so, so you're a lay person. If you're married, you're a lay person. If you're single, you're a lay person, right? So these, a lot of these orders have been coming up with lay programs or yeah. lay people, associations mm. with, you know. Um, really neat. I know I was talking to Sister Kathleen, and, and there's someone from the Newman Center here that has joined the lay program mm. for the School Sisters of Notre Dame that she is a part wow. of. Really neat. Mm. Uh, and I love that. I, I, I'm thinking and, and discerning whether I should look into an order and join their, their order as a lay member. Uh, really neat. We're still called to the same charisms. Of course, that looks different, uh, but we complement mm. each other and we're there to help. Uh, ultimately, uh, in anything that we do, the church does, we're always pointing to Christ, right? We're always pointing and, to the love of that's God. That's what it comes down to. And that's just how that down. looks a little bit different. So how neat to, to yeah. recognize the orders and the diocesan uh, orders, the priesthood, mm. but also called for every single one of us, these lay associations. Yeah. Uh, not that you have to join one, mm. but something that I think is, is even more accessible now. They're making it more accessible to the lay people to really, truly be in community. Exactly. Right. To, to exactly. work together towards this common good, which is pointing everyone exactly. to the love of Christ. Yeah. And, and it, the same discernment goes, goes, goes into it as well. You know, it's like, look at the, look at the charism. Look at, you know, what the re- religious congregation does, what animates them, you know. And then just make sure that matches. You said something beautiful, Edgar. It's like, what's their charism and what's my charism? And I guess when they, you know, they have like something similar, there is this beautiful and um, indelible, you know, connection that will happen, you know. If you guys are ever interested in looking at that directory that we have here in my office, actually, of all the orders, come by, swing by, I'll take you, you can flip that open. It has all their contact info, where they are, yeah, and all their websites, yeah. social media handles. <laughs> and, and look them up. That's one thing I do, actually. Yeah. I follow a lot of different orders on social media. Yeah. And you get to know them and they, you get to see their lives behind, exactly. uh, behind the doors, right? It's yeah. really neat. And there is... Um, and believe me, the Holy Spirit doesn't abandon anyone, mm-hmm. everyone. You know, so, you know, uh, there is religious communities with charisms that have like all kinds of, um, you know, missions, you know, things that uh, sometimes we don't even imagine, you and know. C- communities that are just barely being formed exactly. and not officially recognized yet by the Vatican. Yeah. But, but it's, it's coming, you know, exactly. it's there, yeah. it's there. And they'll, yeah. they'll always be, 
the church will always respond in a, in a way yeah. to the, the needs of yeah. the world. Yeah, if, if I can just share this very quick, it's like um, I have three great aunts, you know, that she, they actually founded a religious community back in Ecuador just to tend to give an alternative to women who were arrested. So in, instead oh. of sending them to jail, they will take them to uh, to their house that they were just trying to maintain so that they can teach them, you know, how to read and write and, you know, how to, like, do things, how to type, you know, and, and, and they are not, you know, they were founded by a, a redemptorist, another religious, you know, mm. again, from those apostolic communities from the 1800s, uh, you know, um, a, a religious priest, but they kind of didn't make it to be recognized by the Vatican yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> but they are, I mean, that's their charism to yeah. serve, you know, the women who are sent to jail and given them a chance to actually regain their dignity. Look how specific that is. Yes. You know, that, yes. I think that's beautiful too. Yeah. That's uh -huh. very specific yeah. to a specific need mm. and the church is responding yeah. to that. So yeah. how, how neat. And yeah. not to say someone, one of our listeners or someone that you know could be the founder of a new community. No? Oh, oh no, so no, no. Possibility. Uh, and and that's, that's my prayer because just by seeing the energy and the beautiful hearts and how, you know, oh, people who are listening to us you have ideals you know those ideals that actually guide your life hold on to them because i, I i'm pretty sure that god is speaking amen. to them amen mm. well thank you father byron for giving you. us a little sneak peek into uh right. into the history of your order uh, i encourage everyone to go do a research just casual research you don't need to turn in a term paper or anything exactly no, <laughs> no not yet anyways you know and also if you are curious about where God might be calling you. You know, um, that's why, you know, this Newman Center is here for. Just reach out to Edgar, to me, or Carl, or Father Paul, you know, or like any of like the student officers here, and they yeah. will know how to point you at least to, to the way, you know? And, uh, um, but don't explore that part of your, you, you owe that to yourself. Yeah, yeah, mm. I love that. Mm. You owe that to yourself. Mm. Don't be no. scared. Don't think mm. like that's it, or mm. no way. Mm. It's something to look into and just yes. to research, really, anything yeah. about. That's exactly. it, and, that's and this it. is the time for it. Yeah, and this mm. is the time for it. Mm. So thank you very much, Padre. Thank you Ciao. to our listeners. Hopefully we'll be in touch soon. And, and uh, if you see us in person, always say hi. Yes, we love you guys. Bye. Bye.